You'll be ready in Matthew chapter 5 as we're talking about the light in the world and that we are the light in this world, in this dark world. And light is pretty important. Um, we can shut the lights down now, electricity goes out, we'll be fine with enough sunlight uh, in the sanctuary. Uh, when the sanctuary is really dark, when it's nighttime, it's really dark at night. Um, and you definitely would want a, a light so you don't bump into anything um, in the sanctuary. But wherever you are, uh, if you are in, you know, if you're driving without headlights, it can be pretty dangerous without a full moon. Uh, if you're flying a plane, you want those runway lights to be working. Um, light is just a very important factor of, of, of our life. Um, did you guys experience the rain last night? The storm? So one of the last times about a year ago, it was raining, it was dark. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to change the air filters in the house. And we have two, one upstairs at the top of this stairway. One is right off the kitchen. Uh, down below, it's like a foot off the ground. Uh, change the one in the upstairs and then go downstairs and I pop the door for the air filter downstairs. Pull the old one out and I have the, the new one in and the nice cellophane wrapper and I go to open that thing up. All of a sudden, the, the wrapper just comes out of my hands. Now, I've been told it may not be a good idea to change your air, air filter while the system's running and the return, just sucking the air really in this big, like, tunnel thing, that thing ate the wrapping of the, of the air filter um, right out of my hands. Now, granted, I probably shouldn't have been kneeling right at the, the opening while this thing's going. Oh, my God, I got this. Oh, no, this thing's gone. Um, and I try with sticks and brooms and all this stuff, because you can see down, you know, where it goes directly down into the house. I'm like, it's got to be right there. So I try for a while, nothing. Um, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to leave it alone, right? But there's this flutter that's going on. Have you ever seen plastic just flutter in the wind? I'm like, oh, maybe it'll go, and every once in a while it'll change for a little bit. And now it's winter, and we're not going to have the, no heat, so I can't not use the system. So I'm like, I, I think I'll just let it go. But if you know HVAC systems and the tubing and all the whatever stuff, whatever is echoing in one part of that system is probably echoing everywhere. And sure enough, you hear this flutter all throughout the whole, the whole house. I'm like, I do not want to crawl under my house. Now, I've heard from guys that have worked on our system, it's clean under there. It's one of the best crawl spaces they've ever seen. But it's wet, it's dark, I don't like spiders, I really don't like spider webs, and who knows what snakes. Now, granted, it's colder, so I'm kind of hoping the, the cold weather's keeping the critters out, but I'm like, oh, great, I'm going to have to go under here. So I pop open the, the, the door to go into the crawl space. Sure enough, I'm like, it's not bad. A couple of spider webs right at the entrance. I clear those out, but I'm terrified. Um, and it, it is, it's dry. At least it wasn't wet or muddy. I get, I get under there, and I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. Sure enough, I found, listening through all the, the two, it's not tubing, whatever it's called. Someone will tell me after. I find the, the end of the ductwork right before the unit, and I find my thing. And w what's cool is there's this little door that opened up and grabbed the plastic right out of there, and I'm feeling good. 
Here's what I discovered in the pitch black crawl space of my house. For the good is that light dispels darkness. Okay, I had my little flashlight. Well, I found the biggest one I could get. <laughs> Wasn't big enough. Because flashlights tend to only kind of go one direction, right? So the whole time behind me is pitch black. So every once in a while, I'm sweeping the room, <laughs> making sure nothing's coming out. But I discovered that if I had turned that flashlight off, I could not have seen the hand in front of my face. But knowing that, that light, the darkness could not overcome that light. Um, and that's what we're going to look at, that the light of Christ, uh, the light of this world that lives in us, darkness cannot dispel it or we yeah we can dispel the darkness but we cannot be overcome uh, and that we as a church have an amazing privilege and honor and responsibility to be the light of christ in waldorf in charles county and in the world so the need for light i mean we need it we need sunlight um, for the plants for photosynthesis so we have oxygen uh, we need light it, it's an important element of our physical life but it is also the most important part of our spiritual life. Uh, and looking at this passage, when this is part of uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Christ has been followed by all the, the, the multitude of people, finally goes up on the mountain, his disciples come up, and he's sharing with them what it means to be a Christ follower, what it means to be, have your life changed uh, by him as a follower of Christ. And part of that is to be salt in this world and to be light uh, and to be, have that responsibility. And it's a great picture of, of the darkness of sin and the light of Christ. Turn with me to Acts chapter 26, and I'm going to read verses 16 and 18. Acts chapter six, or 26. And let me read to you verses 16 to 18. 26, 16. And this is Paul, by the way, in front, <clears throat> in front of King Agrippa. He's having to give uh, a confession and a testimony, and this is talking about his conversion and what Christ asked him to do um, after he uh, started following Christ. And this is what Jesus said to Paul. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And Paul's sharing this perfect example of what Christ, there's an urgency uh, that without Christ, we live in darkness. Um, it's a dark world. Um, and it is, it is a darkness that Satan dwells in and, and has his most influence. And then there's the light, the light of God, the light of Christ, uh, and that there's a difference, a huge difference between dark and light. And understanding that Jesus is the light, we have this amazing opportunity that he's about to tell his disciples, about to tell us that he is the light, but we are also the light. So this clear picture of darkness versus light, 
Satan versus God and understanding that, that there, is, there is evil in this world, there's a darkness that people who don't know Christ are lost without, uh, just fumbling around and trying to get through life. And so Christ is saying, and he's, he multiple times throughout Scripture refers to himself as light, um, especially in the book of John. In John 8, 12, Jesus said this about himself. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So now we know the source of this light is Christ. And he's saying that if you follow me, you have that same light. Uh, we have, we not only reflect Christ, but Christ in us, the work of the Holy Spirit. It, it shines like a light um, that we get to be uh, representing of Christ and who he is. In John 9, 9, 5, John 9, 5 says, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. While he's in the world, well, he's not with us anymore. So then it's us. Uh, we get to be the light of the world. People see Christ in us. People see the words of Christ as we live them out and share, uh, share them with people. So we are the light and in this Matthew 5 passage, at the Sermon on the Mount, he says, you are the light of the world. So imagine he's sharing this with uh, this group of men, uh, tax collectors, fishermen, just ordinary people, that he's given the responsibilities to be light. Uh, and how many times do we think, well, God, I, I've got all this, I've got to work out. How am I supposed to be this witness? How am I supposed to be this light uh, when I feel like I, I don't? I don't do that great in my faith. But it's through him that this light shines. It's because of him. And as a church, we have a responsibility to continue to be this light uh, in the world, that our very presence, our building, I, I pray, shows hope and gives hope to what we represent. Uh, even as, as people that the gym was, the gym, where is John? The gym was full yesterday with Upward. Um, and as they pull onto this property, I hope that they sense the light of Christ on the property of our church. So this clear picture of, of who we are to be. And so Jesus, in this passage, gives two examples of what this light is. Um, one is a city on a hill, and the other is a lighting, the lighting a lamp. Now, a city on a hill... They didn't have all the electricity and the streetlights going on. So if they built their homes, their buildings, uh, their places of worship on a hill, you're going to see that during the day from miles and miles away. Um, and Christ is saying, I want you to be seen. I want it to be evident where to go um, for this light. And at nighttime, I don't know if, I doubt they would have left their lamps lit all night, so it might have been darker at night. But how awesome is it sometimes traveling to see these big cities with all the lights on uh, that are on all the time, the entire night? One of the coolest, and I know it's not the greatest city, um, but Las Vegas. If you've ever been to Las Vegas, you drive for hours through the desert with nothing around, and then you come around this corner, and there's all the lights of Vegas. Um, there's something to a city that can be seen. Um, proud of who uh, the church is as, as a church and as a light. 
Let me read to you again, by the way, Matthew 5, 14. I'm going to change the words just a little bit, but not much. Okay? You are the light of the world, a church set on Bunker Hill. How cool is that? Right? Yeah, we're on a hill. How, we can't get any better than that. Um, God knows that we're here. There's a lamp lit um, in heaven with our name on it, with the, the flame going, and we have an amazing responsibility. So the city on a hill, the lighting of a lamp, and those homes, who knows, I doubt there are many windows, and they might have had one lamp, maybe a couple of lamps, and it was a, a vessel with oil in it with a wick that they would light. Um, so we're talking just a small flame uh, that, that you can use, not our cool LED lights off the phone or anything, but, but one, one little flame, maybe a couple in a home. And so it's going to give a great amount. If it is pitch black outside and you have one little light, it, it illuminates quite a bit. But why would someone cover it with a basket or a bushel to, to take away the light that's in the house? No one would be able to see it. And so Jesus is saying, I want you to be a city built on a hill so everyone can see. I want you to light this lamp and not cover it up. And so as a church, I don't want the walls of this church, I don't want the roof over our head to be that basket uh, that keeps the light inside. We have amazing light, and we'll, we're going to talk about that in a second. We do some amazing times of digging into the word and worship and encouraging one another, and, and it's amazing. But I, don't, I want this light to permeate out of our lives and out into our community. Um, I don't want us to be the best-kept secret in Waldorf. Um, we've talked about that, that, yes, if people would actually come and start coming— They'll, they'll discover how great we are. We need to, to be that great everywhere that we go and continue to serve our community uh, and continue to be this church that people see on the hill, Bunker Hill, but also to, to serve others, to represent Christ in all that we do. And so reflect, reflecting the light of Christ and to let it be seen by all. What a great responsibility as individuals what a great responsibility it is as a church family. In Matthew 5.16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before men. And why is this important? Why, again, did God call us? Um, he could have done it so many other ways, but he has called us, sinners saved by grace, to be seen by others, to be seen by men, to let our light shine. Turn with me to 1 Peter 2.9 and a very cool picture of what it means for us to let our light shine before men. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his what? Marvelous light. Um, what an amazing picture of who we are. I mean, to be royal priesthood, uh, that we have all access to God, uh, that we get to spread the excellencies, I love that word, of who God is, uh, that we get to share our life 
was in darkness, and now we are in his marvelous light. And so what a great picture this is, what a great responsibility it is. And I pray that the community of Waldorf sees who we are because of whose we are, uh, that God loves us. And because of that, how can we not exude that love and, and lo- or, uh, activity and, and serving others and all of that with our words and everything that, that we truly love God? Uh, and that God loves us, and come and be a part of our family as we go and invite, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So how good are we doing as a church? How are we doing, how do we continue to be that light? And it starts with my little light. Um, And I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Okay, I'm not going to hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine, okay? Here's the cool thing about our church. My light's okay sometimes, but what happens when we start adding all of our lights together? Um, It becomes brighter. It becomes stronger. Um, You may not feel like the very best Christian today, but you're surrounded by people that love you, Um, and and we have a God that loves us. So it starts by this, this corporate light that we have as a church, and can I say, I get a front row seat to see how God uses our church family. And I am very proud, very proud to be a pastor at this church, to be with a family of believers that, that see their relationship with God as so much greater than a great time of worship on a Sunday morning and some Bible study. But we do this all day, every day throughout the year. Uh, with Upward, we have safe nights. Night to Shine is coming up our food baskets, uh, vacation Bible school, the Easter party, Guatemala, two trips this year to Guatemala, our women on mission, and I wasn't about to try to list all that they do. Um, It's an amazing amount of of how we serve our community. Trunk or Treat, the Genesis Nursing Home, Operation Christmas Child. We do so well with the things that God has given us, and I think we can continue to do better. Um, it's one thing to have people come here on our church property, but man, let's get out into our community and serve um, and not be the best kept secret, but be the one that's like, oh yeah, First Baptist Church of Waldorf people, I know who you are um, because of what we do and because of how we serve and how we love. One of the best pictures or one of my favorite lights, if you will, is a campfire. Um, I love a good campfire. It illuminates the camp, the campground and the tents and everything around. And it's really cool to see a campfire completely uh, show um, just all the shadows and everything of the, of the campfire. And, I mean, I love playing in the fire. I'm not a pyromaniac. Um, but I love messing with things and making the flames bigger and seeing that glow inside the, inside the campfire. But how well can we be... What else comes with a campfire? There's light, but there's also the sound. I love the sound of a crackling fire. Probably should do that to get to sleep sometimes, one of those apps, the sleep apps. little crackling fire. Um, how awesome is that? And how does that, rela- does that 
um, apply to us? We're talking about being seen as light. What if we're to be heard as light? Turn with, or you can turn if you want. I, I can read to you Ephesians 4, 29. It says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So here's a picture of saying that it's important to what people hear. Uh, so it's one thing to see the light, but what are people hearing out of our mouths as we talk at work, as we talk at home, as we talk shopping, um, getting our Diet Dr. Pepper? Um, we got to be careful of our words. And one of the biggest um, tools that we use for sharing our words is social media. Is our social media encouraging and building up fellow believers in Christ? And are we using the things that we say, the things that people see, because they're seeing all of this? Are we doing the best to represent Christ in all that we do? Um, and in our words, even at home when, when we think no one else is around, um, we've got to, to be that encouraging time. I would love for someone to show up first time here to our church and hear the love that is shared between our church family. The other thing that I love about campfires is the smell. Does it not smell amazing? Now, not so much the day after, like when you're home, or the week after, when that smell just will not get out of your clothes, right? But the smell of a campfire is amazing. Can light be smelly? Yes. I'll show you. Um, so not only should we be seen, not only should we be heard, but we need to smell of Christ Jesus. And let me read to you 2 Corinthians 2, verses 14 and 15. It says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So there's, there's an aroma. There needs to be just Christ oozing from our pores, if you will, um, because of the love. And I, I realize that's hard. I realize not everyone is an evangelist. I understand that it is not easy to put yourself out there, and I totally get that. Um, and I'm not saying that we need to go out there with our big gold cross chains and, and our big family Bible and our Christian t-shirts everywhere that we go. It needs to be as much who we are, how we live, how we work with each other, how we build each other up. And I understand that it is, it is not easy, but there are things that we can share. We can share with our life. Uh, we can be the most Christ-like employee or boss that there is. We can be the most Christ-like neighbor on our street. We can be the most Christ-like coworker. And we can have, that will open up opportunities for us to share. And maybe you don't know how to share your faith. Well, just invite them. Uh, we, we send cards out all the time to invite your friends and family to this event or the other. Let them come and hear the things of God and to see uh, the, the servant attitude and fellowship and love that is in this family. And then share with your story. Um, if Christ has done something in your life, he has changed something in your life, you have your own story to share. Um, if, you, if I've ever asked you to substitute teach a class really last minute, you know my, this, the spiel I'm about to give. 
because someone might say, well, I didn't prepare a lesson. And I'll say, well, do you love Jesus? Of course, they're like, yes. Mike, has he done anything in your life? And you're like, oh, yeah. Mike, well, then you have something to share. Um, All of us have, we, our lives have been changed by Christ Jesus. Uh, And it is different for everyone. The story is the same. The message, the core of it is the same. But the way that who helped you, who guided you, who counseled you, all of that is different. And we are going to have opportunities for God to use any situation that we go through as a witness for him. And let's just continue to seek after that and seek for ways to do that. So as we close, I want us to understand how amazing it is that God loves us. Uh, that we have this amazing God that, that loves us so much that he sent his son Christ to die on the cross for us so that that connection with God the Father would be made right. Uh, that we have fellowship with him, that our sins are forgiven, that the Holy Spirit comes and works in our, in our life uh, to give us strength and power to live this Christian life. And because of that, then we get to embody the family of Christ and and to, to be a part of the body of the family of Christ, to encourage one another, to build each other up, to worship together. And then he doesn't stop there. He talks about being in the world, uh, that we need to be the light of this world. And I pray that as a church, we continue to serve the people of Waldorf and Charles County and Maryland and the world, and that we continue to be that light uh, to our very best because of what Christ has done in our life. As we close and have a time of invitation, I pray that if there's something that you have thought about, maybe challenged this morning, uh, that you take time to pray about that. Maybe someone has come to mind that you know desperately needs Christ, that is living in this dark world, and pray for an opportunity to share this love with them. Uh, Please pray with me. Father, I thank you for this time that as we close our service time together, that we don't just hang our faith up, we don't just hang um, who we are in you, that you have called us to be the light in this world. Father, I pray for opportunities this week to make it very evident whose we are, that you love us, and that we love you in in our words, in our actions, uh, in everything that we do, how we treat each other, how we treat others, that you give us the right words to say, to share your love, um, in, our, in this dark world that we live in. Father, I thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.